Hi, I'm Dr. John Young with Foundational Health Center here in Largo, Florida. <clears throat> and today, I thought we'd talk a little bit about autism. We see a tremendous number of autistic children uh, and young adults throughout the, throughout the world, really. And what we try to do here is we try to, we are kind of outside the box people. <clears throat> We do know the genetics, the biochemistry, and things like that. But some of the things that we've been doing lately now, I just wanted to share with you, um, because as my patients say, you know, try this on me, John, and if it works, I'll let others know. And there's so much happening with autism, it's hard to keep up with everything. But a couple of things that I have found with my autistic patients over the last year or so that I think the rest of people need to know about is... <clears throat> In, in dealing with an autistic child or person, I've often, I've started looking at the MCV, mean corpuscular volume. And in your, in your blood cell work, it's called a CBC, complete blood count. Under hemoglobin and hematocrit, there's a, the letters MCV. And this has to deal with the size of the red blood cell. And if that number is less than 90, and most doctors are going to say you're fine. What we're finding is if that number, number is less than 90, you want to check a lab called a ferritin level because it's ferritin that sits on that red blood cell and holds on to oxygen, and that determines the size of the cell. <clears throat> so if the ferritin's low, the red blood cell is low. Also, the red blood cell doesn't carry that much oxygen. And we found that the more oxygen that we can get to these people, into their brains and into their system, the better they do. And most doctors completely ignore it. So one of the things that we're encouraging our patients to do with their regular pediatrician is to get that complete blood cell count. And if that MCV number is less than 90, ask them to do a ferritin, serum ferritin level. And if that number is low, let's say under 40, you may want to talk to your doctor about getting an iron IV or starting on iron tablets. If you're gonna start iron tablets, make sure you're taking it with vitamin C or people can get constipated very easily. But you need to make sure these kids have enough oxygenation going on in their body and ferritin is just extremely key for that. Another thing we have found is that vitamin D is very soothing to the brain. So high vitamin D levels have worked very well for us with our patients. I like those levels, 70s, 80s, 90s, and my own daughter, her level is 233. But vitamin D, and I learned this from Professor Hollick at Harvard, who's head of the Presidential Commission on Vitamin D, who told me years ago, John, you give these kids larger amounts of vitamin D, you're gonna be very pleased with your results. Vitamin D is very important for the ability to make energy in the cell. And these autistics seem to be running on low energy in their you know, metabolism, in their brain cells, cells all over their body. So I like to keep those vitamin D levels higher. Um, you just have to watch the calcium levels, but with children, I've never seen a problem with that. So we have ferritin we're checking, we have vitamin D we're checking. And then 
I've been doing something interesting because there's some interesting studies coming out of China. And yes, I think there are some good studies that can come out of China. <laughs> but there was a study recently where they looked at autistic kids and they broke them up into three different groups. One group, they did whatever they wanted to and followed them for a year and they went up like 7.9% on the autistic scale. The other group of 15 kids, they gave them umbilical cord stem cells. They went up like 48% on the autism scale. The last group, they gave them umbilical cord stem cells and Wharton's jelly, which is another component of the uh, stem cells. And they went up about 98% on the autism scale from previous score. Took about a year and they had less ticks. Um, their ability to participate in school, remember, study, uh, socialize was so much better than any other group. And so that's one of the things we've started doing with our patients is giving them the warden's jelly and the stem cells. And we've started to see that, yes, it does seem to make a big difference. The other thing we're starting to do also is when we give the stem cells is putting the kids under red light, near, red, near infrared and red light. We have a large machine that does that for about 20 minutes because there's some interesting studies showing that it really does make the stem cells more active. And I would agree with that. Um, so one of the things that I have been doing here is doing red light after they get the stem cells. I think those studies are true, showing that red light does really kind of energize the stem cells. And it's just a 20 minute treatment. And um, the last thing that I've been looking at, <clears throat> excuse me, is some interesting studies out of Stanford looking at the autistic kids who are having trouble socializing, poor social skills, and also have a lot of tics, uh, a lot of repetitive motion they do. So what they did is they gave these kids DDAVP. So the AV pathway in the brain is very interesting. It stands for the angiotensin vasopressin pathway. Uh, we use AVP um, for people that have diabetes insipidus. We do it for kids that are bedwetters, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, still wetting their bed. It seems to reset that whole mechanism in the brain and it turns them around within a week or two. It's a nasal spray that's given once at night in the nose. Um, and after about 30 days in the Stanford study, they noticed that these autistic kids were much more social and they stopped a lot of their tics or their repetitive behaviors. Uh, we are doing this with a number of our patients now and even going beyond a month, going two or three months the side effects of DDAVP are very, very mild. They use it in very young children. Uh, so I've had no trouble prescribing it for people because I just don't think it's a dangerous drug at all. But it works on that AVP pathway, which there are so many things that go through that pathway 
that we don't even know about. And why it helps in socialization, we have no idea. But DDAVPs cost between $30 to $50 a month, do it for two or three months. And that's something that we're pushing our autistic children to look at, the parents to look at doing with their child. It's not, doesn't hurt them, it's a nasal spray. And uh, we're starting to see some good results. So just wanted to kind of bring you up to date on some things that maybe you're not hearing from your you know, pediatrician, but DDAVP is a great option of looking at using, um, you know, using Ward's jelly with the stem cells seems to make a big difference. Getting the vitamin D levels up, making sure their ferritin levels are good. Uh, just some basic things that aren't necessarily that difficult and not always that expensive that you may want to consider doing with your child. Talk this over with the pediatrician, but we're seeing some very good results. So I hope this is helpful and we'll talk to you later.